1: From gutters to landscaping, from replacement windows to a full basement remodel, and everything in between. It's time for the Nary-Milwaukee Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, big-time Mike McGivern, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, Welcome to the Nary-Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, alongside my special guest for the entire hour, we have to deal with this guy, Louis Wire. He is the president and owner, Carmel Builders. Louis, how you doing? I'm great, Mike. Good morning. The uh, UWM Panther men's basketball program is done for the year. It is done for the year. It's a, it's a
0: slightly disappointing end of the year. Finished on six losses, which is obviously not what we are looking for. But. Uh, do we want to go down that rabbit hole? I mean, well, a, I, you, I, you know what I'm just going to say it was there was a lot of positives out of this year although they finished on a negative. I am going to
1: be I'm going to remain optimistic for the future. How's that? H- How do you feel about UWGB still playing? Does that bother you or are you excited about somebody from, no, I don't I don't
0: you know me. I don't really care
1: about anybody else. <laughs> I know. People all <laughs> say,
0: "Oh, who's your second favorite team?" I'm like, "You know, I don't know. It's just it's, who do you root against, right? You know, I don't I don't have any bad feelings. It's it's a little bit disappointing cuz you see a team like GB who I think is uh, done a nice job transitioning their program, and we just seem to be having some struggles with that, with with a couple different things on the on the court more than more than off the court. I think off the court there's a really good culture, but on the court, boy, just getting everybody to play together right. and really get the talent that's there to start meshing together. Because individually, there was I think more talent on the court this year than they've had in,
1: in several years. Well, and I coached a long time, so th- to get those guys. To to play as a unit is is harder than people think. That to change the culture of a place like UWM men's basketball, who had some success years ago, I mean at a high level, and then to be able to to have that happen again with guys that don't know each other are coming from different areas of the country, and it it's hard, man. And there, there used to be in the guy, I'm the guy. Oh well, he's the guy too, and he's the guy. So how do you get how do you break these young guys down to the point that they have to now understand that there's there's no iron team type stuff. So it's hard.
0: It is hard. It's I mean it's I, hey I run in, I run in the same thing with with my business. It's you know trying to get people to all pull in the same direction and I'm dealing with professional adults who are getting paid so I don't even understand how the heck you do it with with basically teenagers half the time who right. are doing it for free and also by the way trying to take a full class load. And dealing with all of the chaos that is being a college athlete.
1: And I haven't coached at the at the college level, but I have at the high school level. And it's 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 always fun to see that transition and to see when it when it hits. You know, when it it sometimes it takes longer than, than it does. Um other times but it it is fun. And and speaking of uh of the, uh, there is a me and team, by the way. There is and, right. There's there, no
0: there's no I, but there's definitely an M and an E. There
1: is an M and an E. Hey, um the exciting time I think for for us Nary members and, and we get done with the spring show and everybody's still kind of, you know, catching their breath from that and making the calls and setting those appointments up. But as an organization, you just transition very quickly into another event coming up in May, which is the Tour of Remodel Homes and that Neri Soiree uh, benefit on the 15th and then the Tour of Remodel Homes on the 16th and 17th and tickets will be available soon. They're not available yet, <clears throat> excuse me, but I'll tell you what, that is an event that, that I look forward to and we do a really nice job of showcasing these remodel homes and people go on the tour for two days. They go around and, and go to different homes, and on the fifteenth, the night before, you've been at those soirees. Those, those are soirees fun,
0: great. Yeah, it's it, the, the whole event is great. I mean, it it kicks off on on Friday night, the fifteenth. It's our our uh, soiree. It benefits the Aurora Cancer Foundation. It is a uh, it's really cool. I mean, what Aurora is doing for cancer research in Milwaukee, I think a lot of myself personally, I didn't realize it until the last two years as we've gotten involved. It's a pretty powerful program. It's really amazing, and it's happening right here in our backyard. I mean, it's happening right. literally down at like it was like Ninth and State there, and they have got a world class research facility going on there, making some pretty impressive in, in breakthroughs in yes. cancer research. And it's really great that we're able to partner with it. The last two years, we have been able to donate, I believe, a combined about twenty five thousand dollars that right. we've we've been able to generate to give to Aurora. So that's Friday night. It's held at. Um, I don't know the, we don't have the exact location and I, it doesn't actually get announced until you actually sign up for it, but it's a, it's a whole, wholly remodeled house, generally pretty higher end. It's pretty cool. It's pretty neat to get to, um, it's not a cheap date, but the money's going to something that's well, really awesome. And, and we really, I'd love to see more people get to that. Cause it's, it's a great way to kick off that.
1: weekend. And I've been to the last three. In fact, I met your wife for the first time at one, two years ago. And um, I use the, the term... I'll she kick, talks about I'll, that a lot, which is really I, I'll weird. I'll your coverage. I, I, people have said that to you before, I'm sure. I'm if sure. they haven't, let me be the first. <laughs> they, because, I,
0: I may have heard that once or twice before. Well,
1: or three times. Yeah. Um, but it, it really is. It's it's at a really high end. And, and you're right. Uh, the, the money that you pay to go to this, but trust me, you know what? The food is phenomenal. There's music. There's not it, it, it. All of it is really cool. And then you get a chance to take a tour of a home that is incredible. And I know where it's going to be, but I'm not. I've been told, look, you got to be quiet about it. Don't say a word. Which is hard for an Irish guy, not to not to just blab it out and say, hey, look, I'm the first and I know all this stuff. But I won't do it. But I can tell you that you will not be disappointed. Yeah, we're, it's
0: actually kind of cool because what we're happening with that Soiree House is we're getting people interested in in the future like i we're in the process right now of of beginning a very large scale project that's going to involve a whole house remodel perfect location and i just kind of floated this idea to the client i said you know this house could be a great soiree house for for upcoming year and they're just so excited like okay what do we need to do how can oh we, that's awesome. want to be that house and that's pretty awesome and so the project we'll probably finish up in a fall of this year and now here we've got a client who's like really wants to do it and, and what, what's great about that now is people are are like pushing to do that because they see the value of it it's a it, it's a really really neat thing for us you and i've talked about it before mike i believe that the future of nary the future of our industry is us just continuing to put out there that we are a member of this community that we care about the community the things that we're doing the the cancer house is one the Nary Foundation, the work that we're doing there, we we really believe that we can make a positive impact on the community. And that's going to benefit all of us. It's going to benefit myself as a contractor because people see that, you know, obviously they maybe want to do more work. We can bring more people into the trades because we see it as a professional opportunity. And it benefits homeowners because the more good quality pros you have out there to improve your home, whether it's putting in windows or a roof or fully gutting and doing a whole house remodel, the more of those people that are out there, the more opportunities you're going to have as a homeowner to get it done. Because right now, we're all pretty busy. Right. I mean, there's a a wait time to get your projects done right now.
1: Well, it's interesting because uh, at that spring show, um, and we've talked about this as well, the transition from when I started getting involved with this, I don't know, 10 or 11 years ago to now, it's night and day. It, it really is. And, and, and I feel as though all the work that the Nary members do behind the scenes, you know, the idea of, of, of having the high school kids come in so people can hear them and see them and watch them. And some of the things that I think doing as an organization with the foundation, I think is making a big impact. I, I really do. The other part that I think is making a big impact is I never years ago – had high school age kids ask me about how to get into the trades. I never did. And now in the last 3 weeks I've had four high school kids say, "Hey, I heard you help this kid over at Martin Luther get in. How, how did that work and how would I how do I do that? I I I'd like to be a plumber. How do I do that?" And it's it's interesting because these are all kids that are, you know, in the top 15% of their class. But they're like, "You know what? I I know what I want to do." This is what I want to do and how do I how do I approach it? So I think a lot of the stuff that we're trying to do behind the scenes is starting to make a big impact.
0: Without a doubt. And I, I think, you know, you're you're hearing it from high school students. I'm starting to hear from, from high school parents. Which is pretty cool. I mean, I'm 47 years old, so you know, my generation, you know, my friends' children are high school age. Sure. You know, and so it's it's pretty interesting to see just even in conversations on Facebook or or a, a text message from a friend of mine saying, "Hey, you know, my son's interested in, in maybe getting the traits. You know, what advice should I give? I mean, what, what do you think?" And I love that because what we're seeing is that that stigma is starting to go away. I mean, obviously, you know, when you and I were in high school, I graduated high school in 1990. Yeah. You sent the screw ups in the shop class. You know, if if a, if a kid had problems with getting his grades together, or if he was just, you know, didn't care, well, right. we we'll send him to shop and make him someone else's problems, which is obviously a really terrible way to look at it. Number one, you're basically creating the stigma that, you know, only dumb kids go into yeah, shop, yeah, which is well, ridiculous. I mean, some of the smartest people I know, bar none, are electricians, plumbers, and carpenters. A hundred percent. Smartest people I know could have done anything. Right. But you know what? They want to create something and 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 isn't that great? I mean, is I mean, at the end of the day, you know, hey, yeah, there's a lot of great career paths out there. But if you're a carpenter, you're a plumber, you're an electrician, whatever you work in the trades. At the end of the day, you can look at what you've done and you've created something. And there's something powerful in that. That I think maybe we forgot as a as a culture a little bit, and people are realizing now that you know what that's that provides value and provides a fulfillment that's worth far more than dollars and cents and you can still make dollars and
1: cents it's interesting is is i had a full basketball team um from east troy and it, they were at state fair a couple weeks ago and they did my high school show and i would i there they brought 11 players so i had to just rotate these kids in and out right and i would say hey what's what's if you're a senior what's your future hold kids said well I'm, I'm looking to play basketball at the next level i'm getting looked at from a couple of d2 schools a d3 school and then one kid said, you know what? I, I know I know my path. I want to be an electrician. And so here's what I've done so far. And once basketball season is over, here's what I plan to do. And he said, I, I know what I want to I've known what I wanted to do for three years. So everybody else is going to school, and that's great for them. But that's not what I want. I don't want four years from now to owe a whole bunch of money already knowing what I want to do. And I thought, man... This is awesome. Ten years prior, if a kid would have said that, the other kids would have made fun of them. Absolutely. And now...
0: Or their parents would have said, no, 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 no. no You're going you, you You yeah. can't do
1: that. You're, this yeah. kid has he said, this is exactly the path and I've done a lot of work as a freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior high school to figure out how I'm going to get to where I'm going, but this is where I'm going. And I said, tell me about your grades. He said, I'm a 3.6. In a, in a pretty good school academic school and he said i know i need to keep my grades up because i know what my path is i'm not going to walk in to a place and say look i'm a 1.4 student will you hire me no i want to be a national honor society honor roll kid because i'm going to have a better shot to work where i want to work so that's really encouraging and i think the stuff that we're doing and you guys are doing behind the scenes with the foundation is making a big old impact. So good for you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I believe it is. I'm I'm excited about the future of where we're going. I think we've got a lot of really good people. We got a lot of dynamic leadership in the organization right now, and, and we we care. At the end of the day, I, I can tell you that the people who you talk to on this show, the people who if you're if you're at the Neri tour, if you're at the Spring shows, you're going to get a lot of people who genuinely care, which is, is the foundation for anything, in my
1: opinion. He is uh, Lewis Wire. He is the president and owner of Carmel Builders. They're located in Menominee Falls. Go to carmelbuilders.com. Carmelbuilders.com is their website. Hey, knowing that you and I were going to be in today, I, I wanted to uh, bring up a couple of topics that we haven't had a lot of opportunity to talk about. They're not the big, sexy, um, I, you know, we're not talking the top ten you know, what's going to happen in 2020 in your bathrooms. What I want to talk about the next segment is is per, pulling permits. And it's important and a really valuable thing that you guys at NERI do um, as far as having contractors help consumers with it. And there's a number of things that people need to know about. And I also want to ask you, I read an article this morning, 10 Questions to Ask a Contractor Before You Hire Them. And in our pre-show meeting, you said, well, hey, Mike, a couple of these are really basic. You don't lose. They're basic to you. Being a Nary member, they're basic to you. But there are are people that are working with people that are not Nary members that if they ask them, hey, how do you handle your scheduling, which is a basic question to you, and they say, "Uh, you know what? I'll give you a call and let you know. These are the things I want to talk to you about and make sure that people understand before they hire a contractor, there's a number of things they should ask them. And we'll continue our conversation with all of that with, again, Lewis Wire, He's the president and owner of Carmel Builders. This is the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Figured I'd play a little Rolls Royce for you because we really can't get next to many people right now. Nobody wants to get next to anybody with what's going on. Welcome back to the Nary Walkie Home Improvement Show on I'm Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I don't mind being next to Lewis Wire. He's the president and owner of Carmel Builders. And what I love about him when he comes in is we can go from UWM Panther basketball to permits. In a drop of a hat, he's okay with that because he just says, "Look, you talk what you. What do you want to talk about? I'm okay with just about anything." So, I think, right? Yeah, we. I mean, you want to talk, you know,
0: geopolitical uh, situation. You want to talk about coronavirus? You 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 name it, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk about it. And I let's actually talk about permitting, though. That's probably more
1: valuable. Let's let's be honest. That's that's what people are tuning in to hear about. I hope so because you know what? This is something we haven't spent much time on. And when we we're, um, were at State Fair, they, they had uh, a guy from the West Dallas area that talked about permits. And I listened for a while, and it was really interesting because, though, again, it's not that real sexy topic, I think it's a really important topic, and the knowledge that, that people have to have— actually they don't have to have it if they hire a nary contractor you guys have to have it
0: you need to you need to hire a professional at the end of the day and we talk a lot about permits at nary because i think that there's there's a bit of a a misconception with the homeowners you talked about at the last segment how a lot of stuff you know for me for people like myself kind of goes without saying but i do get asked a lot by homeowners well so who handles the permits and the reality is is that in today's day and age the municipalities are requiring a lot more for permitting, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into that, um, and it can be even. I mean, some of these municipalities are requiring permits to replace windows. Some are requiring it for roofs. It, it really it varies. So the first thing is, what municipality are you in? And, and by that we mean who do you pay taxes to? Right. That's not not what is your street address, but who's your who are you paying taxes to? So you might your street address might be Waukesha, but you're actually you know, town of Pewaukee or something like that.
1: So the knowledge side of it is, is the part that, that, I mean, it's almost overwhelming as a consumer that again, not to you, but to people that don't have to do this on a daily basis, you get kind of nervous.
0: It shouldn't be because really the, the, the short answer is when you hire a contractor, no matter what you're doing, if a permit is required, the contractor should be responsible for pulling it. It really is that simple, and they should be able to explain to you what that means. And it varies. So, in some, depending on your project, if you're doing an addition, for for instance, um, a large number of the of the communities that we work in, for an addition, for any exterior improvement, requires that project to go before what's often called a design review board or architectural review board. And that that board is made up of citizens of your community. And they basically look at the plans and say, hey, this looks nice enough to be here. So, Wawatosa, Whitefish Bay, Shorewood, Fox Point, um, some areas in Burfield, Elm Grove, Mequon, they all are requiring that and because they don't want you to just put up whatever. Now, that freaks people out because they say, well, are they not going to let me do what I want to do? And the short answer is, you're probably not going to run into any problems with that if you have a professional who understands what that means, what it takes to go through that process. If you're if you're talking to a contractor and there are any circumstances and they're telling you that you need to handle that as a homeowner, my advice to people be run away because that's somebody who is not a pro. That's somebody who is just, you know, kind of giving you the advice. I am required by the state of Wisconsin. My company has a a state license, and I personally have a license called the Dwelling Contractor Qualifier. Lord knows why they gave it that. Name. It's oh, wow. very complicated, <laughs> but that is a personal license that I hold, which allows me to apply for and obtain a permit for your property. So that's a, so the company needs to have it, and then the person who's applying for the permit needs to have that. That's that's critical, and and it's actually a pretty robust certification. It requires that you show the company one that you show that you're fiscally solvent, and that you as a as a person show that you've got a base level of education, and then requires continuing education credit. So it shows that, look, for me to do that, it's not a massive, like it's not hundreds of hours a year, but I believe I have to put in about 16 hours a year of continuing education or it's over the two years, 16 hours of continuing education that's licensed by the state to show that I actually know what the heck I'm talking about.
1: Well, and that's the knowledge part. And and when you talk about that, it's, look, if you, if you say to the contractor, hey, uh, can you tell me what permits... And and who's pulling them? And he says, ah, you know what? I really don't know. And you're going to have to do that. I, I would run from yeah, that because because it, it shows that they don't have that they don't have that
0: certification.
1: The second part, not only the knowledge but the liability. If you as the homeowner you go and pull the permits, then you are liable for any accident or injury that occurs on your property in con uh, in connection with the work being done. And so if that guy says, hey, you go pull them, understand that. You you may not have the knowledge, and then the liability comes back to you.
0: Yeah, you're you're putting yourself at risk. Now, I'm I'm not an attorney, so don't take this. Uh, do not consult me for legal advice. <laughs> you know, truth be told, ultimately, the permit you know the work being done to code is still alt- is, is ultimately still the requirement of a homeowner. So if it doesn't get done, they're still going to come back to you. But there is definitely some protections with having the contractor pull the permit. It, it also just, again, it, it goes back to that professionalism, something you and I have talked about so many times. You know, the, a pro takes care of that. That's just part of what we do. And if you hear someone says, well, you know, yeah, we don't need to pull a permit for that. Well, you know, permits exist for a reason. And I get it. There's a lot of a lot of times you feel like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is government red tape. This is overkill. But at their heart, pretty much every permit, the spirit of why we require them, makes sense. You want your electrical work inspected. You want right. somebody else to look at it. Not because the electrician is necessarily going to be cutting corners and but you know, people miss stuff. Our guys miss stuff and we get caught at inspection like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe we didn't ground that that line. We didn't seal that box." You know, it happens. You want a third party independent to come in and look at it because as you know, I mean just like just like how you want someone else to proofread your work. Right. You write that thing forever, it's great. And then you you show it to me. And I'm like, uh Mike, you misspelled three things here. Right. Not because you don't know how to spell, but because you've been seeing it all the time. You just miss it. So you want that. You because if you don't and you have a problem down the road, uh you you run into some real problems. One thing I do think is important about permits that I think people don't realize is if you if you don't pull a permit and you intentionally for whatever reason Skip the permitting, something that should be. And you have a problem with it down the road. Let's just say you don't pull a permit, you have an electrical fire. You run the very real risk that your insurance isn't going to cover your, right. your costs because they're going to say, You illegally did this. You know, that and now oh. again, I'm not a, I'm not an attorney, I'm not an insurance expert, but I've heard this from enough people who who are to tell you that, you know, you do run the risk that they would say, Hey, I'm sorry, Mike. You you wanted to redo your basement, you didn't pull a permit on it, and now you had a problem. Well, we don't insure you for your illegal actions, right? Right, and correct. So,
1: yeah, I, and that's I a think real that's...
0: that's a real issue. And what you do you
1: save two hundred and fifty bucks, right? And what's interesting is, you know, we there are a lot of people that when you buy a home, you you don't know what the people ahead of you didn't, and if it passed inspection, it passed inspection. I had a neighbor member out in 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 our basement doing some electrical work, and he said, "Hey, you understand that." some of this is not up to code, correct? And I said, no, I didn't know that. And he said, here, let me show you something. And he showed me, I never knew this, how the people before us, Jimmy rigged a couple of things. And he said, look, I don't know how this passed inspection. You didn't do this, right? I go, no, I didn't do that. He said, this we're going to have to come back and we're going to have to fix this. And you should do it sooner than later. And not because it could be an issue, but if there is an issue this is going to be a problem for you. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah it's, the, the, it's
0: amazing. How oftentimes we'll, we'll see stuff that wasn't code in and, and have to re have to remedy it, but that's okay too, because look, you want to know about it. You want to know that this problem exists so that you can, you can take care of it. And generally speaking, we're not talking about these in, I mean, occasionally some pretty crazy stuff, but generally speaking, it's a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. And in the scope of a big project, and in the scope of your livelihood and your right. family safety, just get it done. <laughs> just, just get it just done. Don't 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 skimp on that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And the third part of this, before we get to a break, uh, the protection side of it. As, and we talked about the liability. We talked about the knowledge side of it on how these nary you know contractors they know which permits to pull documents to prepare, and and general timelines on who to contact. Again, stuff that as homeowners, for 99% of us, we don't know that. And then the protection part of it, where in this article it says protect yourself so you won't incur additional expenses re- required to bring your home up to code. And that part of it, the protection side of it, is it's just, like you said, it's a couple hundred bucks here. To, to get it done right and make sure the permits are, are done correctly and the the different municipalities all have different rules and these nari members and these guys this is just second hand to them and so when we started talking about it I know that this just isn't even a consideration to people like Lewis because this is what they do but for people that are having workout uh, done out there, Make sure that you talk to these guys. They're the ones that are going to pull the permits. If they're NARI members, you don't have a choice. They're the ones that are going to do it. We're going to get to a break, loose. Other side of the break, I want to kind of transition into 10 questions to ask a contractor before you hire them. And I want to make sure that, that you know this is coming from a guy like me. Not a guy like you that you know th- this is what you live in, but guys like me don't. So when they ask those questions like, how do you handle your scheduling?, That's a big question to ask because we want to know. If the people go, I'll let you know some other time, not exactly the answer you're looking for. He is Lewis Wire, president and owner of Carmel Builders, located in Menominee Falls, 262-255-2230. Go to Carmel Builders, one word, carmelbuilders.com. This is the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. music brought to you by Lewis Wire. Obviously, I brought the first uh, bumper music. I don't, want, you know, that, want to get next that, to you by Rose Royce.
0: Yeah, and, and that song actually <laughs> is my my wife's favorite Rush song. So is it? I know she's listening. So, honey, that's yeah.
1: Look at you, Seriously. happy Valentine. You're a little late. But that's all right. Happy Valentine's You know Valentine's what? I Day. knew
0: I knew that my wife was a keeper when I, well, I mean, back when we started dating, you made mix CDs, of course, you know, not playlists. I'm like, hey, this is these are some of my favorite songs. She's like, I like this band. I'm like, see. Oh,
1: there it yeah, is. we
0: basically got married the next day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, again, he is the president of I'll kick to your coverage, Carmel Builders, <laughs> Immunomedy Falls, CarmelBuilders.com. He's Lewis Wire, and he is a rush fan. I played mine at Rose Royce, he's like, man, is that old? Man. I like
0: I do you know, I like music in general. I mean, I think that uh music is just great. I mean, everybody should just some days just Turn on something that makes you feel good. Put on the headphones and just allow it to take you to where it needs to be. We move move really fast in today's culture, and and sometimes you just need to slow down, smell the roses, get your favorite fermented malt cocktail or non-alcoholic beverage of choice, and just relax and and just
1: have a good day. Friday's here in the sales area at Intercom every once in a while. And Friday afternoon, especially in the summertime, not a lot of people are here. So I'll do a... uh, Dance party Friday, and nice. uh, put on that old s- disco stuff. Yeah, see, this and is, I people, like
0: I yeah. like your style, Mike. Yep, I it, like it. You
1: should. You can take that over to Carmel Builders. Find out who has a little rhythm and who doesn't. It's well, a you little know surprising by Joe, the way.
0: Joe, our estimator, has got his own little thing. You know, uh, being an estimator is oftentimes just kind of sitting in your own room, and he'll go back there and he'll just have just random stuff playing. He's got a little you know the Bose uh, sound dock, whatever thing going in It's And I'm like, I like what is this? I like it. And it's, Something I've never heard of you. Know. He's, I, he's eleven years younger than me too. So,
1: guy that sits next to me is all about. Um, he he just wants music that um, he thinks, and it, a lot of parts of his life he's a really good guy. Him and I are friends, but I, I, you hate the word elitist, but he's kind of <laughs> where he he he'll be like, "Well, I started playing the other day, Biz Markie, um yeah. She's just a friend, and he had never heard it." Wow. In his entire life. And what happened was, I He's said, He's
0: lived a sheltered existence. I said, I'm What are you doing? His
1: name's Jeff Soli. I said, What are you doing? What are you doing now? He said, Well, I have a meeting. My wife's going to the Bucks game with a friend. I said, Oh, be careful. And he goes, What? I started playing. And everybody around me started laughing. They all knew it. He goes, this guy's the worst singer I've ever. Oh, Who yeah. is this? And I said, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, so the, we're,
0: we're coming back from next break with that. For yeah, sure. we, oh, for
1: sure. <laughs> and you know what? I, Sammy's already looking it up, and he's going to bring that up. If you haven't heard it, and you're you're one of you know ten people in the country probably, but maybe we should
0: come back for a break with you and I actually singing it we—I well, well, we, I tell you what—we couldn't do worse than him. Let's talk about how to hire a contractor before we go. way Or too a lead deep down singer, this.
1: and it shouldn't be Bismarcky. It's probably ten, not, but that's ten okay. Ten questions to ask a contractor before you hire them, and again, I, I'm going to take this from a place where I am, which is a consumer. And when when we talked about some of these questions during the pre-show meeting, you said, look, I don't know if we want to bring that one up or they're not wording that correctly. So I want to have that discussion with you. Um, First one is, I'm going to ask you, do you have previous experience with this type of project?
0: Yeah. And I think that, I think what they're getting at there is, is do you know how to do my project? And really what I would tell people is ask them, what's the, what type of projects do you excel at? And if a contractor says, well, we can do everything. Well, okay maybe but i believe that that professionals know what they're best at so maybe they're best at kitchens and bathrooms like you know you and i have talked many times you know i know what we do we we handle large scale complicated bigger projects kitchens whole house remodels additions you know we do the occasional master bath but generally it's part of something bigger so if someone comes to us and wants to just update their kitchen i'm going to tell them look we're probably not the right contractor for that at the same time if somebody wants to build a production home, you know, we're not going to be the right contractor for that either. So find somebody who, who really knows what they do well and just get the feel from them that they know what they do well and that your project fits within that. So I guess that'd be the first thing I would recommend.
1: So number two on, on this list is, can you, can you provide an accurate timeline? And I can tell you this, that years ago when I had siding and a roof put on, um, There was a guy who was siding a home, kitty corner, about four houses down. And he started two, they started two weeks, similar size home, started two weeks before the Nary member came to start my project. And I had the roof, the siding on my house and the garage done and his wasn't done yet. And he said, look, they promised me that they were going to have this done three weeks ago. And he was like mad. And, and, and I said, look, I, I could just tell you that my guy, you know, he did provide a very accurate timeline. He said, hey, and this is the date my guys will get there and this is the day it'll be done.
0: Yeah. And I think that, that this kind of jumps, there's a couple other questions further down on, on these questions that I think all really roll into the same big picture question, which is, how do you handle project management? You know, who manages my project once we, you know, great, we pick out our, our fixtures, everything's exciting we're ready to go. We sign a contract. Well, now we need to execute this, this contract. How do you manage the project? And scheduling is a big part of it, but the scheduling, the communication, you know, how does it work? How do I, do I get a start date and a finish date when I, when I sign it? Or, or when do I find out, you know, do I get updates on a regular basis if things change? You know, those are all, that's, it's a bit more of a nebulous concept, Mike, because it's hard to say like, you know, how do we do timeline? it's really more of how do you manage my project? What's your process? How does it work? How do we figure it all out? Because that way, you're going to get a feel for how they do it. And, right. And some people are going to say, "Well, you know, we, we get started, and then you know, after a month or so, we'll kind of tell you when it's going to finish. You know, okay. Well, but know what that means.
1: And it and and what you talked about is perfect for what's coming up next. And who is my point of contact for the duration of the project?
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, that goes back to, again.
1: That's exactly. project
0: management. Who's running my project? Yep. How do I find out what's happening? How do they communicate with me? You know, how does it work? You know, do we have, is there someone who's physically at, at, at our house? I mean, and I will tell you, I mean, how we do it is very clear. I explain it to people, you know, really generally my first initial sales call. This is how we run our projects. Now, some people might say, wow, that seems like a lot. And I would tell you, yeah, it's, and you're paying for it. Let's be honest. You pay yeah. for your project management as part of the project. You might decide that that's not as important and that's Okay. Because if you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, and, and this is a relatively small project, and you're going to be there every day, and you're like, I don't need a project manager on site every day. Okay, great. Well, then don't need to hire that company. But know how they do it.
1: Correct. Hey, does any, do any of your clients end up calling Lane Hurricane Lane, or is that just in-house? No, that's just in-house. That's in-house. That, okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> just, some, maybe I was just wondering, of maybe somebody. Sure. He's doing well, right? Yep, great guy. Yeah, he's as good great as he get. Great um, Next point, again, we're talking about questions you have to ask your contractor before you hire them. And these are basic things to guys like Lewis and Nary members, but not so much to to consumers. And if you're talking to somebody about coming in to do a project with you, and they don't have any experience in that type of project. They can't provide an accurate timeline. There is no point person where they say, well, it'll be me or it'll be somebody else who's working for me. Next question is, can you put your quote in writing?
0: Yeah. And, I, and first of all, I, would tell you, I hate the word quote ever. Okay. So, is, you know, anyone who, if you're asking for a bid or a quote, no, you don't need either of those things. What you ultimately need is a contract. And so the question is, what does your contract look like? Is the contract a multi, I mean, I will tell you that for our projects, again, we're doing larger scale projects, but my contract, when you include the contract legal documents, you include the scope of work document, you include the project specifications, you include the plans, you can include any technical specs that go along with it. You know, for a kitchen remodel, our contract might be somewhere in the neighborhood of 17 pages long. So you need to know how, what's going into my contract? What does a contract look like? And if it's a one or two page kind of a vague yeah we're gonna you know new cabinets well what the heck does new cabinets mean right <laughs> I mean I can show you new cabinets that cost five hundred dollars and I can show you new cabinets that cost fifty thousand dollars they're both new cabinets they are not the same thing so what does your contract look like and I think more importantly or just as important as that Mike is how do we get to that point where we have that detailed contract it's not like again for it's different if you're if you're putting in new windows, New, new doors. That maybe isn't a super long contract, but it still has details. But you don't just show up and write it out at your kitchen table and slide right. it across to you to sign it.
1: And I told you this, and we just have a couple minutes in this segment, but my wife and I had two different experiences when it came to Windows. And the first experience was somebody that we knew and came in and was about a 15-minute at my kitchen table, looked at the Windows for a minute said here's what you need and here's the doors you need and he was in and out in 15 minutes and at that point we kind of felt good about it like oh good oh that was a quick meeting great well the next time we needed windows had uh had Pella come in I'll just name Pella and the gal said it's gonna it's gonna take an hour and a half and I thought there's no way it's not gonna take an hour and a half I don't I don't do any, it, I, I have so little patience when it comes to stuff, I'm not going to do an hour and a half. Hour and 40 minutes later, it was the most thorough and interesting thing that we've done. I mean, we had a lot of questions, so maybe it went a little bit longer, but they explained to a T, and we they didn't make the decision for us. They gave us options. Then we made the difference. So that whole experience was totally different, and I can tell you that the rooms that we have those windows in, are really warm. You can tell the difference. Between mm. it. And Huge. The is,
0: it, 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 contractor A, in your situation, thought he was coming there to sell you windows. Contractor B showed up and realized that they were providing you with a service. Right. And, and it, that's my point. Like, how do we get to that contract? Look, for windows, it might be an hour and a half to get there. For a kitchen, it might be four to six months. Right. Uh, but you don't just... Show up and like, okay, here's what we have for, here's the cabinets, here's the countertop, here's the product. Right. We're providing a service. We're modeling. Home improvement is a service-based industry. It is not a product-based industry.
1: And I hadn't been through, Terry and I have not had not been through that before. And so we just thought, okay, well, that's how this works. Because right, you think windows is a window Which, is a window. Yeah, not even it close. Not. It's and, not even close. And I, and I have to tell you that, you know, you hear her name and her voice on a bunch of radio stations. But Gina Della, was, uh, she was incredible when it came to that. I'm going to skip the next two because I think we've already kind of gotten into them, and that is how do you handle scheduling, and can I see proof of license or insurance. The last one before you get to a break that you're going to want to ask a contractor, and these are 10 questions before you hire them, and, and you're going to certainly hear this one and go, oh, of course. Do you belong to any professional organizations?
0: Yeah, I think it's you know knowing what professional organizations they they're a part of is important. I mean, it shows that somebody is committed to the industry. There's another question on here I think is real important is references. But the thing about references is what should you ask a reference? And really, what you need to ask references is is that the is you know how did they make you feel? What were there? What happened when things went wrong? How you know how much did your project run over? Right. I I like to tell people this all the time that the cost that matters is not the price that I tell you when we have our first sit-down being like, yeah, hey, it's going to be about $100,000. Yeah. It isn't the price that I give you when I present to you what we call our base price. It isn't the contract price. The dollar amount that matters is when the project is done, how much money came out of your bank account went into mine. Right. That's the only number that matters. And what you want is a contractor who, hey, the number that we started up front and the number that we got to, that dollar amount that actually came out of my bank account, they're pretty much the same number because yeah. they should be if you do your due diligence and you do it right
1: hey that's uh that's really good information he's lewis wire he's the president and owner of carmel builders carmelbuilders.com we've gotten through eight and i think the next two are pretty important especially the last one and we'll get to uh to that again 10 questions you need to hire you need to ask your contractor before you hire them again lewis wire carmelbuilders.com this is the nary milwaukee home improvement show on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. Man, maybe it come on
0: we were late getting back to break there because Mike was just jamming out to this. It was it was actually oh baby
1: you I hey, knew it. How only, can you not
0: sing along? I mean it's only, like the, it's it's the karaoke anthem for people like you and me. Well, and
1: understand in, in uh, grade school, third grade, Sister Margaret Mary at St. Peter and Paul Parish told me never sing in public. Well. And she said this because when Senior Grosser doesn't want to hear you sing, I don't want to hear you sing, and certainly, baby Jesus doesn't well, want to hear you I sing. Well, I, <laughs> so, I totally
0: disagree. With everybody sing in public, sing in the shower. You have know a good what?
1: Time. So, if, and I thought if Bismarck, you can make a zillion bus, yeah. dollars who, who with that.
0: Sister, Sister Mary, Sister, Sister Margaret Margaret Mary Elephant,
1: Sister Margaret <laughs> Mary, Sister Ray Nitschke is my you brother. The Sister called Mary her? Elephant I from do. the Old yeah. and I, that, uh, that I do.
0: We could to come back with that, but hey, all right. Next time, next time. We got two of these next to get time. through,
1: ten questions um, to ask the contractor. And look, when when we have Lewis Wire, he's the, he is the president and owner of Carmel Builders, but he's also the vice president of Nary Milwaukee. So as the VP of Nary Milwaukee and president in waiting, that's how that works, right? Hey, will you <laughs> change how much will you change? Are you gonna have security? We're not gonna have to play that every time you no. walk well, look, in if, uh, no. if tom mainville doesn't need it i sure yeah, don't no, okay. it. all right here's two two more and we've gotten let me go through them really quick do you have previous experience with this project um uh, can you provide accurate timeline who's my point person for the duration can you put your quote in writing how do you handle scheduling can i see a proof of license or insurance um, do you belong to any professional organizations? And can you please provide three references that I can contact? Those are the first eight. The next two. Number nine, I think, is important. Number 10 is really important. Will you provide me with daily ups- updates?
0: Well, again, that, that's the same question we talked about before, which is why I wouldn't necessarily ask all 10 of these questions. I would ask, how do you manage your projects? Because right. daily updates, and commu- it, really, it's communication. I preach three things when it comes to project management. Cleanliness communication and care or compassion we, we we interchange those c's together but you know cleanliness is you know keep it clean right uh, communication 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 everyone knows the importance of that and then compassion or care is just ultimately showing that that you respect that you're in somebody's house you take care of it you understand that this is an invasive process uh you know look a, a window replacement might only be a day a whole house remodel could be nine months to a year. You know, we are invading your home in some way or another. Do we take care? Are we compassionate about the fact that that feels weird? Look, you know, single mom or younger mom or whoever. And now you got four big burly dudes in your house. Look, <laughs> that's awkward. You're that's not one. Not, you're
1: not one of them. No, but yeah. uh, but. <laughs> But, I, but, but some of my Lewis, guys are. so. Lewis, yeah, I've called but, you a lot of things. Burley's never <laughs> been one of them. I've got to get to this last one. Have you, and this is an important question, have you been part of any legal disputes following a prior job? It's, and, and it says, look, trustworthy companies will be 100% honest to answer that question. Yeah,
0: I mean, look, the reality is, is that reasonable people disagree. And if you haven't had a dispute... You probably haven't been in business that long um or you're lying or you're lying it, the what's really important so the question i would ask is how do we handle disputes w- yeah. w- you know what happens if you and i don't agree on something and
1: well i'm burly and you're not so i know how i'd handle it but well
0: uh, yeah i'm also <laughs> i'm also fast and strong yeah, so you're quick uh,
1: <laughs> you might be a little quicker i just got to get you once though that's how that so, goes uh,
0: but really is, you know, how do you handle disputes you know wh- what do we do if we have a disagreement how does that how does that occur and now i chance for me to put on my nary hat here and just talk about the fact that one of the great things about nary is we've got a fantastic dispute resolution process that we go through look reasonable people can disagree it is not out out of the realm of possibility that you and your contract will get to a point where you guys can't come to an agreement but are, are you going to be able to sit down and have a conversation can we do our best to work it out if it doesn't work out what do we do the, the last thing you want is someone who just digs their puts their heels in the sand right. digs in you know starts threatening you with legal action that's not what you need we can come up with it with ways to resolve most issues that don't require attorneys
1: so i saw i saw diane Wallhouse at state fair i was standing next to her when somebody walked up to her and said are you diane Wallhouse? are you the executive director yes i have a dispute with one of your contractors mm-hmm. do you know that her whole demeanor switched and she i i just sat and watched how impre- and I was really impressed with this how she handled that and she first said look this isn't the place nor the time however let's let me ask you a couple questions well they walked away and she was she was she was really professional and a little bit tough I thought I thought she was tough and then by the end of the conversation the homeowners were like saying, thank you so much for your help. I thank you so much. And I said, Diane, I, I, I've I not seen that side of you. And she said, well, what, have you been in this type of where you have to settle a dispute? I said, I really haven't. And she said, it's really important, a couple of things. And then we had that conversation. And at the end of the 10-minute conversation, these homeowners were like hugging her, saying, thank you for your help. And she goes, of course, we'll get to the bottom of it. But from from now on, don't come up to me at, stayed fair in a show call me and come into my office and it was really really impressive
0: yeah we can we can we can come to a resolution on most stuff if people are reasonable but sometimes you know look we talked about it before it's it's an invasive process it remodeling can be emotional and it can be it can be tough so let just make sure that what, whoever you're working with has a way that they handle it and they can talk about it and they can speak from experience on it I mean I, look I've had clients who we've had disagreements and and it's look no one likes it it stinks. Right. It's it's you get frustrated. And I will tell you that my ultimate belief is, you know, it's not worth the energy on it. We're gonna try to just make it go away. But yeah, you you kind of feel like I'm right, I'm right. But you know what? Pros are gonna recognize that look, I do this, I, we've remodeled literally thousands of homes. Most of our clients have remodeled literally one home.
1: Right. Right. And and I, that's a really good point. We, I had two other things I wanted to get to today, but but I thought that this was really important for us to talk about the permit side of it, because we haven't done that in the past. And it's really important. And if you missed that part of it, you know, have the nary contractor or your contractor make sure they're pulling the permits and they know what they're doing when they're pulling them because of the knowledge of liability and the protection. And then 10 questions to, to ask your contractor before you hire them. And I think all of them were important. But when you listen to Lewis, who's been in this a long time, and he comes from a different industry. You know, you came from the hotel industry where services that's your bread and butter. Service service is what we do. Look, remodeling home
0: improvement is a service industry. It's not a product you're not buying a widget. You know, you can I had this conversation with a client yesterday. It doesn't matter what type of windows we put into your home. Yeah, you can. There's some great windows out there from a lot of different manufacturers. If they're not installed well, it doesn't really matter. And you aren't gonna. Here's the thing: you're not gonna know that for ten years, most likely. They're and not we, gonna
1: fail. They're not gonna fail next week. We knew a lot quicker than that. We, <laughs> I'm just telling well, you. Then, that's, then we, they had a
0: very bad experience. Yeah. But a lot of stuff like that. You aren't gonna necessarily know. And maybe it isn't even anything that's ultimately wrong. Maybe it's just, boy, if somebody would have just spent a little more time and asked us how we really use our kitchen. We could have remodeled it a little differently. Right. You know, just ask service a, ask a service question.
1: service service. Tour of remodel homes uh May 16th and 17th is the event. You know, we started with
0: that and we never got back to it. It's a great event. It's a chance for you as a homeowner to come in and look at projects that have actually been done or all throughout southeastern Wisconsin. The exact date or the exact locations are going to be announced pretty soon. That's when tickets will go on yep. sale, but probably going to have about 20 homes on the tour. It's a pretty awesome thing. If you're thinking of a project for next year, you absolutely, positively have to go to this because it's the best opportunity to see what people are doing out there.
1: We could have uh, spent way more time on the Touring Model Homes had you not kept singing Marky Mark and that kind of stuff and brought Rush into the whole conversation.
0: You know, my wife sent me a text message and is just all smiley heart faces. So
1: (laughs) Yeah, you might want to go straight home. That's all I'm saying.
0: I probably got to go and do some some errands. You might want to go
1: straight home. He is Louis Wire. He's the vice president of Nary Milwaukee. He's also the owner and president of Carmel Builders. Go to carmelbuilders.com, and trust me, he'll answer any questions you have.
0: Yeah, truthfully, honestly, if people have questions on stuff. Give me a call directly. I'm always willing to just – I love talking about this stuff, as you know. I mean, give me a call. I'll yeah, help
1: you out. 262-255-2230. 255-2230. This is the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the Fan.